Triple M Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal, and this is... Felicia! And we are going to tell you about Albert Einstein today! Alberto Einsteino! 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 Yes, the big brain boy. The big brain... Have you seen his legs, though? I have not seen his have legs. Have you not seen that picture that was circling around, like, a few years back of him in, like, shorts? And somebody's like, man, these are some pretty legs. And no. I'm like, it's connected to Albert Einstein! Oh, wow. Pretty yeah. legs. Yeah, pretty legs. Big brain, pretty leg. Big, Big brain, brain, pretty, pretty leg. Legs. Big brain, pretty leg. I feel like that could be one of these little rappers songs one of the little rappers yeah because you know there's no big rappers anymore they're all lil speaking of rappers you look like a little potato today i love it i feel like i'm less little potato right now than i was earlier <laughs> why i think the most your vibe is different <laughs> i think i think the multicolored pastel sweats are like big, oh those are big little vibes those were fire i'm gonna post a picture later I got to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got to edit some stuff out because we got some big news and y'all can't see some of the things that were in the room. <laughs> Fifi also has some big nudes, but we'll talk about that right after this. Hi, guys. Welcome to our podcast. Mental Miss and Mysteries. It's all right. It's okay. But you should listen All right, we're back with uh, Fifi hitting her mic again, and... I didn't hit the pop filter this time, though. I hit the cord, so there's a difference. I tried to give her a rule that she has to keep her hands tied behind her back while she does this, but she can't seem to manage My that. alternative was I could just push my mic further away. Right, but then I can't hear you as well. You should just stand like I do, with your hands behind your back, like a thug. But that's comfortable for you. Oh, it's not comfortable for you? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. So, since you got everybody all excited about big nudes, why don't you tell them your big nude news? All right, y'all. I took some fancy nudes. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as boudoir photos. Yes, boudoir photos. You yes. know, a little more tasteful, you know. I not- got I got you those for Christmas. Yes. From Markel EG Photography. Markel EG, if you don't recognize that name, or if you do, she was here a few weeks ago. Yeah, she on was our on Capitol. our first debut YouTube video. Yes. So you can see her beautiful face there. See her beautiful face, follow her links, book a shoot with her. She does a fucking wonderful job. Yeah, she is phenomenal. She made me realize I could never be a photographer for boudoir like I thought I wanted to do. I feel like your clients would have to be in particular as you Subset. <laughs> I could do BDSM boudoir, yeah, basically, because I'm so dominant. I telling like, men or women what to cross, do. Cross your left leg over your right leg now. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Okay, yes, okay. sir. <laughs> that's like, that's so the best I'm getting. Give now. me pouty. Give me this. <laughs> give me pouty now. Not pouty enough. And you flog him. It's a dual service. Yeah, like, or I'm like, your mother never loved you. Oh <laughs> and my then, god! And then they're like getting pouty. I'm like, that's right. That's that's, all, that's, that's where you want it. That's, <laughs> what it. that's what I was looking for. I was like. <laughs> fucking punishment session oh my god i am the worst i actually learned um a lot about how other people see me well i've been learning a lot about that this year in general because i'm so like when i'm in a good mood i'm so sociable and like 
loving and like I want to make people happy and I'm funny and I jump around and I'm active. Why are you saying that like you're not convinced of it yourself? <laughs> well, because I realized that like even though I'm like that most of the time when people see me like in concentration mode or getting stuff done or like in, I'm having like a really strong opinion, people are frightened by me and I had no idea. It's not, it's not even that to you. I'm just like hey and it, it used to bother me at first and then i realized this is just how she is because i'm very used to like if i say something or somebody says something to me i try to respond as not as quickly as possible but like i can split my attention to multiple things mm-hmm. and if i don't have your eyes i'm fucked <laughs> yeah but like that's part of my like hyper focus but it's not necessarily like the intimidating piece i'm just so direct Uh, and to me in my mind directness is how everyone should be it's you communicate properly you get your opinion across but i guess i do it with such vigor and confidence that you're up here and this need to be given down here yeah i'm just like a giant balloon in a room or something and like people feel like they can't breathe i don't know but apparently who the fuck told you this apparently i'm scary so don't you know don't fuck with me what's the thing kids (laughs) first of all (laughs) no there's like this whole list of what type 8 enneagrams like things that we need to improve on um and i don't have the list with me so i can't read it to you but it's basically like it's just like eight things that repeat the same thing to me. It feels like it's repeating the same thing. You're too dominant. You're too scary. You have too many strong opinions. People are afraid of you. Like <laughs> it sounds like a man talking to a woman. He's like, "Why are you talking back? Why do you have opinions?" Like my daughter, she's having a really emotional time with COVID and being stuck at home and away from friends and all that. So she's been acting out a lot lately. And I've been really working on my parenting style. So I've been changing that a lot lately. And so one of the things is that like I've chosen now to just not react when she's being behavioral. And I just maintain myself and I keep myself quiet and calm. And I just talk to her in a very matter of fact manner and she's like telling me you're yelling at me and i'm like that is not me yelling because let me tell you i have one of the loudest voices in the world she doesn't know the difference because she's she, like yeah i'm not yelling at you i'm like you're literally yelling at me right, right but i think that it just comes across like people are so taken aback by directness that when i just speak and like because i'll just speak very matter-of-factly i'm like well your behavior is inappropriate right now and if you had listened to me and done what i had told you to do and you had made the proper choices and like so it's just like that i'm so like you know you know where you'd fit in really well where russia yeah (laughs) (laughs) except once i watched my best friend's husband's mother-in-law beat the crap out of him with a coffee cup and leave his face all bloody and so i'm like i don't know that i'm that violent no one said you were violent. It's not about violence. It's about um, the aura around you. Yeah, yeah. It is the aura around me. I just command a room, I guess. I'm like a commander general. Right, really. <laughs> and then, like, your bluntness and your directness is very Eastern European. Because here, we were yeah. like, we rely on how we put ourselves out there and we sugarcoat the fuck out of everything. Yeah. So, coming, not coming from to perspective of a normal everyday American, your version of. Yeah. And that's part of the efficiency thing mm-hmm. though. Like that I was telling you about earlier. Um, 
that takes too long. I don't want to beat around the bush. I just want to get to the, you know, get to the fucking point. Yeah, I can't <laughs> do that. Know? I'm like the king, the king, not even the queen, the fucking king of beating around the bush. Yeah. Oh my God. I'll, it's the worst. And, and to me, it's unhealthy, but I've realized that like, even though I know that beating around the bush is unhealthy, because if you can't communicate directly, say what you need, say what you're thinking, you can't get your needs met, things can't get better. You're like, you have to be able to do that communication wise. But that doesn't mean that my delivery couldn't use a little bit of help. And I've tried. A little bush beating. I've tried in the past <laughs> to, I mean, I don't know. I'm just not perfect. So. No one is. Anyway, like me, I don't even you know, know what the fuck the point of that conversation was anymore because I've been rambling on about it for so long. So, um, oh, it was about what kind of photographer I would be if oh, we were be a photographer. That's where we went? <laughs> I would be a terrible photographer because I will take shitty pictures of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not very great at that. No, I got my angles now for yeah. me. Yeah, but you are great at modeling. I was so impressed by your confidence and um, just how comfortable you are in your body. And I am not because I am like very much a perfectionist. And just, so you got to let the camera love you, all of you. Yeah, well, I've also said that, like, um, you know, black culture really embraces women of all sizes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I even remember, like, one of my favorite lines, I love Beyonce, and one of my favorite lines in her song is, I got this shit from Tina, right? Mm -hmm. And Tina's her mom. And it's like, you know, the moms are always like, girl, you're fine. You look great. You know, it don't matter how big you is. You good. Stretch your big stuff. You know, whatever. And in my family, we don't talk about that. That doesn't sound like my mother at all. (laughs) My mom was like, well, she, I remember this in high school. She came to me one day. She's like, you know, I'm just glad you turned out as confident as you are and just love yourself just as you are. Yeah. And I was like, thanks. Yeah, it's great. And I think maybe if you don't hear it directly from your mom, it's still, you know, you still grow up around black culture where it's popularized, right? It's okay to be nah. thicker, different or bigger. I got a lot of shit. Dang. I well, got picked on you were a lot in, in middle school. school. No, this was in public school. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, probably because people were scared of you. You do have an intimidating side, actually. It's only because I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> I got a bad R was it RBF? Yeah, resting bitch face, yeah. So, uh, why don't you tell them about your baby also uh, while we're guys, here? Guys, I acquired a child this week. <laughs> Yes, we should definitely put pictures of Artemis. Bartholomew, you want me to say his yes. name for you? <laughs> so fucking up again. <laughs> we should definitely put Bartholomew. Bartholomew, not Mule. Meow. <laughs> Bartholomew. <laughs> oh my gosh, you would. What a meme name. Artemis Bartholomew. <laughs> oh my god, I actually like that. It's so <laughs> Especially cute. the way you rolled your eyes just now. <laughs> Artie Barty. Artie Barty. I love that. Artie Barty. We sh- okay, we'll put pictures of Artie Barty on our social media page. We got pictures of him just fucking shit up. We- Selfie Saturday. Check it out on Saturday. You'll see pictures of Artie Barty and maybe some uh, well-mannered pictures of Felicia. Maybe. Although Facebook blocks everything now. Like, Does it really? <laughs> you can't post anything anymore. Instagram don't. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Might be on Insta. Find us on Insta at mental mysteries Artie Barty. also uh while i'm thinking about it 
please stay tuned till the end of the episode because I will be debuting some more music from an independent artist. Yes. And I am so excited about that. I'm going to be doing that um, all this month and maybe even next month, depending. Um, well, this month just started. Yes. Yeah. Um, depending on how many people I get some responses with. Um, and you're going to hear music from Cousin Bad Habit. You can find him on Spotify at Cousin Bad Habit. Bad Habit, I believe, is all one word on Spotify. Cousin with a K. Cousin with a K. K-U-S-I-N is how it's spelled. Yes. So please stay tuned for that. Also, stay tuned just in general because we got big news, y'all. Big news. Big news coming. Um, Yeah, we have to shut down YouTube production for a little while um, because we are going to be very busy with this big news that is coming along. So uh, if you've been checking us out on YouTube, we appreciate that. Uh, We are still looking for that golden number of 1,000 subscribers. So if you could hit up our YouTube in the meantime and still hit that subscribe button, we'd really appreciate it. But if you want to hear our episodes from here, here until about maybe three weeks from now you'll probably have to find them on spotify right which doesn't mean there won't be anything up on youtube it's just not going to be full length episodes and we are going to start a 10 day reveal on our tiktok so you'll have to find us on tiktok if you would like to see that we're going to be giving clues for 10 days straight and then hopefully at the end you can guess what our big news is so stay tuned and if you guess correctly i will personally read it <laughs> i have nothing to offer you guys so we have nothing to offer um except our wonderful souls i can give you i will send you personal pictures of artie yeah personal artie barty pictures yes personally signed you can be one of artie barty's first friends on social media right <laughs> all right so today i'm going to be telling the story of mr albert einstein and this story comes from biography.com biography.com It was updated on September 1st of 2020 and originally written on June 1st of 2015. So the new move is, before you get started, is we just go to biography.com and pick up, (laughs) instead of like, oh man, this would be great and then not be able to find shit on them. Let's see if they have an article on biography.com. I really just want to get sponsored by biography.com. Are you emailing them? I'm not, but I will maybe eventually at some point. So Albert Einstein was born in 1879 and expired on 1950 in 1955. Oh, they left him out too long. Yep. Albert Einstein was a physicist who developed the general theory of relativity. He is considered one of the most influential scientists of the 20th century. And best hair. And best hair. Yes, for sure. I mean, his hair would have been so in right now. Right. Oh, my it's just gosh. Big and <laughs> big and everywhere. Looked like he woke up. <laughs> exactly. Right out the bed. Little, little Einstein. Little Einstein. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was going for a rapper name, but then I forgot that little Einstein's oh, already existed. Hey, that beat hits, though. <laughs> Flying through the sky. Little Einstein. Oh, speaking of flying, are you guys on the AMC Doge GME train? To the moon, Alice. To the moon. To the motherfucking... We're just trying to, like, crash the economy for the better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's general millennial stuff, right? Um, You know, at first when that all started, I was like, it's because we don't give a shit about nothing. But then I realized that it's really not that. Mm-hmm. Like, we like to joke, like, we give no fucks no more. Like, you left us a trashed economy. We can't buy houses. We're in student loan debt. There's nothing to live for, right? 
But then I realized that a big piece of it is not that we don't give a shit about anything. It's just that our priorities lie in totally different places. Like, yeah. we don't give a shit about what the they previous give a shit generations about. gave a shit and about. And Gen Z's definitely don't give a shit about what y'all give no, about. No, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> my Gen Z kids walk around call me a fucking boomer all day. I finally figured out why they do that because they know it just pisses me off. It's not because they're confused that I'm a boomer. No, no, they know. They know that I fucking hate boomers. <laughs> they call me a boomer too, and I'm like. <laughs> Like, oh, I'm on the cusp. Up. I'm a Gen Z millennial, okay? I'm just out here vibing now. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that our priorities lie more in social aspects of things, right? Like, we obviously want money and we want to be fiscally responsible. But at the same time, we want to care for each other. And, we don't want money at the expense of others. Yeah, exactly. And previous generations don't care about that. Mm-mm. So not to say that all millennials, because I have quite a few friends from the South who still want money in spite of others. But most of us, I think, have transitioned kind of past that. I mean, and what I was saying yesterday was that we've developed this loophole where we don't need the middleman to make money anymore. No. Right? No. Because we're going to go, and if we have the choice between buying a t-shirt shirt from a giant corporation and then banking off of us or we're gonna buy our friend's t-shirt that they made mm-hmm. we're gonna support our friend we're big on like buying things from etsy and we're supporting youtube just, like, and independent businesses supporting like local stuff supporting people we actually know right and because of media we've been able to like become very entrepreneurial mm-hmm. so we want to not be controlled we don't want to stand in lines we want to use our brains and be creative and so I think it's great. Um, AMC, I like that stock. You know what I'm saying? So who was Albert Einstein? Albert Einstein was a German mathematician and physicist who developed the special and general theories of relativity. In 1921, he won the Nobel Prize for Physics for his explanation of the photoelectric effect. In the following decade, he immigrated to the U.S. after being targeted by the German Nazi party. Yeah, that happens. Damn, you so smart. The whole Nazi party coming after you. They're like, so what are we doing, Einstein? He's like, oh, I will be over here. (laughs) I'm going to go to the U.S. (laughs) His work also had a major impact on the development of atomic energy. In his later years, Einstein focused on unified field theory. With his passion for inquiry, Einstein is generally considered the most influential physicist of the 20th century. Oh, what a cute picture of him. As a child, Einstein was slow in learning to speak and a poor student, but sought inspiration from playing classical music on the violin and developed a fascination with the science behind a compass. Wait, I just want to check. Is Einstein the one? I, I think he's on our list, too. I think it was like, what's, what's Einstein's problem? It was like literally everything. The, yeah, so there's some, some lists, and I'll talk about that shortly. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Early life and family. Einstein was born on March 14th. Oh, a Pisces. In 1879 in Um Wurttemberg, Germany. Einstein grew up in a secular Jewish family. His father, Hermann Einstein, was a salesman and engineer who, with his brother, founded Elektrotechnische Fabrik J. Einstein and C., a Munich-based company that mass-produced electrical equipment. Einstein's mother, the former Pauline Koch, ran the family household. Einstein had one sister, Maya, born two years after him. Einstein attended elementary school at the Lutpold Gymnasium in Munich. However, he felt alienated there and struggled with the institution's rigid pedagogical style. I have no fucking clue what that word means. Pedagogical. 
He also had what were considered speech challenges, though he developed a passion for classical music and playing the violin, which would stay with him into his later years. So the speech challenges and his inability to deal with certain rigid styles kind of lend to what was going on with him. Mm. Um, Most significantly, Einstein's youth was marked by deep inquisitiveness and inquiry. Aren't those the same word? (laughs) I didn't write the article. We didn't talk to your people at biography. (laughs) Towards the end of the 1880s, Max Talmud, a Polish medical student who sometimes dined with the Einstein family, became an informal tutor to young Einstein. Talmud had introduced his pupil to a children's science text that inspired Einstein to dream about the nature of light. Thus, during his teens, Einstein penned what would be seen as his first major paper, the investigation of the state of aether in magnetic fields. <laughs> wow. <This laughs> in his kid. teens. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't even know what those words mean. <laughs> Herman Einstein relocated his family to Milan, Italy in the mid-1890s after his business lost out on a major contract. Einstein was left at a relative's boarding house in Munich to complete his schooling at the Leupold Gymnasium. Faced with military duty when he turned of age, Einstein allegedly withdrew from classes using a doctor's note to excuse himself and claim nervous exhaustion. <laughs> I, I could withdraw from classes for that. that. Talk, I'm just tired because there's a lot of shit going on. There's a lot of shit, man. I got to go. <laughs> Making me nervous. With their son rejoining them in Italy, his parents understood Einstein's perspective, but were concerned about his future prospects as a school dropout and draft dodger, which most people who are of higher intelligence tend to do, believe it or not. Drop out of school. Mm -hmm. I'm about to say, military is not for everyone. Listen, I, okay, so my kids are all twice exceptional like I am, so gifted in ADHD, and, um... I switched up the rules recently because they were struggling really hard with this long distance learning. And I said, you know what? You don't have to go through any of your lives because they don't pay attention to it anyway. They're constantly off task and in trouble, which is the same way I always felt in school. So I'm like, you don't have to go through any of your lives. And they're supposed to go to these lives and do schoolwork from like 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. every single day. Right. So that's what, like six hours, six or seven hours. And um, so I'm like, stop the lives. I was like, you only need to review the lives if you can't figure out how to do the work. After the teachers posted them later, I said, I just want you to get your computer, start doing your work. And whatever time you finish your work, you can start playing on your tablet or doing whatever you want to do as long as your work is done. Let me tell you what. These kids start work at nine o'clock and they are never they ever done doing work yeah. until after like 10 30 they're like they're like i'm done 11 o'clock so that's the big frustration for people that are not neurotypical when we're in school and things are so structured because we grasp concepts so quickly mm-hmm. and a big part of the instruction is spending time trying to get neurotypical it people to grasp the concepts be a pa- I'm, okay now that you said that that was a unique pain in the ass just sitting in class waiting for somebody else to get it. Yes. When you've been getting And you got it like the first time, like almost instantly, right? But, and in some cases you got it without the teacher even explaining it. Right. And so then the teacher's getting mad at you, like, put your pencil down. What are you doing? And you're like, I'm completing the work that you're waiting for everyone else to start in 30 minutes. I never thought about that <laughs> until you said it, but that was like Yeah. 
it's a nightmare, right? So then you're going through this like constant frustration and having mm-hmm. to wait. And that's probably why we're so impatient because we've been like forced into this patience problem for so long. And then kids start acting out because they're done with their work and don't have time for anything else, which is why I really love the Socratic method of teaching and hope that it eventually becomes a thing for millennial kids. Right. All right. So now I'm going to talk about the rest of his education. Einstein was eventually able to gain admission into the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology in Zurich, specifically due to his superb mathematics and physics scores on the entrance exam. He was still required to complete his pre-university education first and thus attended a high school in Aru, Switzerland, helmed by Jost Winteler. Einstein lived with the schoolmaster's family and fell in love with Winteler's daughter, Marie. Einstein later renounced his German citizenship and became a Swiss citizen at the dawn of the new century. After graduating, Einstein faced major challenges in terms of finding academic positions. Having alienated some professors over not attending class more regularly in lieu of studying independently. That is so frustrating. Oh my gosh. Do you know how many times? Oh my God. How many times I'm like, I don't need to be here for this lecture. Like, and then they want to make attendance a part of your grade. Okay, it's so like, it's like the know, whole world sets out to punish those of us who are gifted. You know about clickers, right? What do you mean? Okay. So when I was in college, uh, half of my classes were just clickers. So you have a clicker thing and it's synced to the teachers, whatever on their online account. And that's how you clicked in to be for your attendance. Mm-hmm. So we just rotate, like, I'll take your clicker on these days. You take my clicker on these days. You had to be, like, in a certain vicinity or something to be able to click it or what? It's synced to the class. So they'll ask, like, in-class questions to see if you were there. And you could use the clicker to oh, answer those questions. Oh, that's amazing. It was the <laughs> fucking best. It's just stupid. You should not have to be there. I mean, after this experience with my kids, I'm, like, contemplating. Maybe I should just pull them out and put them in homeschool forever. Because it would be so much further advanced. That's what Bianca did. Or Bianca's my little sister. But she's loved that throughout high school and then she's trying to do that now through school it's just become asynchronous yeah asynchronous yeah Yeah. well just one thing i do hate about it though is the fact that they do finish so fast and then all they want to do is be on electronics for like 10 hours and it's just gotta drop them off somewhere else i know (laughs) so einstein eventually found steady work in 1902 after receiving a referral for a clerk position in a swiss patent office While working at the patent office, Einstein had the time to further explore ideas that had taken hold during his studies at the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology and thus cemented his theorems on what would be known as the principle of relativity. In 1905, seen by many as a miracle year for the theorist, Einstein had four papers published in the Annalen der Physik, one of the best-known physical journals of the era. Two focused on the photoelectric effect and Brownian motion. The two others, which outlined E equals MC squared. Oh, his little famous equation there. (laughs) And the special theory of relativity were defining for Einstein's career in the course of the study in physics. I'm just mad that E equals MC squared. We're like, that's definitely Einstein. But like, Mm -hmm. there's all these other equations. I know. (laughs) We don't know. We don't know who they are. (laughs) Wife and children, Einstein married Malova Marik on January 6, 1903, while attending school in Zurich. Einstein met Marik, a Serbian physics student. Ooh. Einstein continued to grow closer to Marik, but his parents were strongly against the relationship due to her ethnic background. I don't know much about the Serbs. <sighs> Annoying. Nonetheless, Einstein continued to see her. Oh, he's he's like us. He's right. a millennial. That's like- <laughs> Like, aren't there ethnic background? Didn't they have to leave Germany? Yeah. Before World War? 
So nonetheless, he continued to see her, developing a correspondence via letters in which he expressed many of his scientific ideas. <laughs> she's probably sitting on the other end like, I don't fucking know what this means, Beryl. I mean, well, she's a student too there. Yeah, I mean, you sound great and hot and all because you're super smart, but... <laughs> they probably they probably can relate to her because yeah, they're both maybe. physicists. Einstein's father passed away in 1902 and the couple married shortly thereafter. Not his grave. <laughs> Once dad kicks the bucket. <laughs> Mary at my father's grave. That sounds hot. <laughs> that same year, the couple had a daughter, Lizerl, who might have been later raised by Merrick's relatives or given up for adoption. Her ultimate fate and whereabouts remain a mystery. Oh, that's weird. Weird. But it kind of ties in. Okay, so I'm just going to give a little aside about. So obviously the main diagnosis they think that he had was autism spectrum disorder, which is what Mm -hmm. it's called now. But he would have been more like on the Asperger's side of things, which explains his obsessions with, you know, specific items, you know, um, light and the compass situation. And so I find it really interesting that he was able to manage a relationship. But I wonder. Why do you think so? Because most people with Asperger's really struggle in the social. That's like one of the main components uh, of diagnosis. Is, I think about because we had to when they still called it Asperger's and, I, and they dated each other and they were the most lovey dovey. Well, <laughs> and, and that's what I was just going to say. I wonder if she may have also been Asperger's mm. and maybe caring for a child was too complicated for them. I mean, I know I, I have a really hard time raising kids just being gifted and ADHD. So. They're like, we got science to deal with. Fuck yeah, this exactly. Kid. Right. Like, We can get a puppy. Yeah. The couple had two sons, Hans Albert Einstein, who became a well-known hydraulic engineer, and Edward Tate Einstein, who was diagnosed with schizophrenia as a young man. Did he Tate Realty? Edward Tate? Mm-hmm. His name was Edward Tate, yeah. The Einsteins' marriage would not be a happy one, with the two divorcing in 1919 and Marik having an emotional breakdown in connection to the split. Einstein, as part of a settlement, agreed to give Marik any funds he might receive from possibly winning the Nobel Prize in the future. Huh. <laughs> That's he already a- knew he would. <laughs> yes. <laughs> During his marriage to Marik, Einstein had also begun an affair sometime earlier with a I'm cousin. He was a hoe, wasn't he? I can't remember. <laughs> The couple wed in 1919, the same year of Einstein's divorce. His cousin. Um, yes. Oh. He would continue to see other women throughout his second marriage, which ended with Lowenthal's death in 1936. Yeah, I remember him being some kind of... Yeah. Uh, In 1921, Einstein won the Nobel Prize for Physics for his explanation of the photoelectric effect, since his ideas on relativity were still considered questionable. He wasn't actually given the award until the following year due to a bureaucratic ruling, and during his acceptance speech, he still opted to speak about relativity. In the development of his general theory, Einstein had held onto the belief that the universe was a fixed static entity, aka a cosmological constant, though his latter theories directly contradicted this idea and asserted that the universe could be in a state of flux. That's why they're theories, because you go back and look and reapproach things and... Astronomer Edward Hub- Edwin Hubble deduced that we indeed inhabit an expanding universe, with the two scientists meeting at the Mount Wilson Observatory near Los Angeles in 1931. Inventions and Discoveries As a physicist, Einstein had many discoveries, but he is perhaps best known for his theory of relativity and the equation E equals mc squared, which foreshadowed the development of atomic power and the atomic bomb. I love how we always use science for war. 
Theory of Relativity. Einstein first proposed, proposed a special theory of relativity in 1904 in his paper. If you guys missed it, Fee's just shrugging at me with no words. I was just like, oh, because he started talking. I came like, but that's how you win wars, okay? We- science, science wins wars. Science wins wars. <laughs> Einstein first proposed a special theory of relativity in 1905 in his paper on the electrodynamics of moving bodies. Thanks, Theory of Relativity, for allowing these planes to fly over our head and make noise. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Taking physics is in an electrifying new direction. By November 1915, Einstein completed the general theory of relativity. Einstein considered this theory the culmination of his life's research. Let's see. Yeah, he talked about it all the day. (laughs) Yeah. All right, I'm going to talk about the travel diaries part. In 2018, readers were allowed a glimpse into some of the unfiltered private thoughts of Einstein as a young man with the publication of The Travel Diaries of Albert Einstein, The Far East, Palestine, and Spain, 1922 to 1923. I bet those sounded fucking insane. We shall see. The young scientist started a sea journey to Japan and Marcel's France in autumn of 1922, accompanied by his second wife, Elsa. Aw, they journeyed through the Suez Canal, <laughs> then to Ceylon, Singapore, Hong Kong, Shanghai, and Japan. The couple returned to Germany via Palestine and Spain in March of 1923. The travel diaries contain unflattering analysis of the people he came across, that. including the Chinese and Sri Lankans, a surprise coming from a man known for his vehemently denouncing racism in his later years. People change. In an entry for November, and also maybe he was just very direct about his observances he's like what's up with that i mean that would make sense if he's asperger's they don't know the social you know that reminds me my youngest brother is autistic and they were out somewhere my mom had a doctor's appointment this hispanic guy was over there my dad my little brother who's like four or five at the time and he's like mom look taco he just called Hispanic people taco. Oh my gosh! Well, just, that's how his brain related it, right? Just how that, just that one man. He was like taco. In an entry for November t- 1922, Einstein refers to residents of Hong Kong as industrious, filthy, lethargic people. How can you be industrious and lethargic at the same time? <laughs> they say that about a lot of cultures. Like they're lazy, but they're like hardworking as fuck. Yeah. Even the children are spiritless and look lethargic. It would be a pity if these Chinese supplant all other races. Holy, okay. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they were tired for working. So they- <laughs> exactly. That was a big, uh, what's the word? Uh, offensive statement. He did marry his cousin. Yeah. Becoming a U.S. citizen. In 1933, Einstein took on a position at the Institute for Advanced Study at Princeton, New Jersey. At the time, the Nazis, led by Adolf Hitler, were gaining prominence with violent propaganda and vitriol in an impoverished post-World War I Germany. The Nazi party influenced other scientists to label Einstein's work Jewish physics. Maybe that's part of the reason he fled, because yeah. remember they were like forcing the scientists to do fucked up shit on all the people in Auschwitz. And- but he's Jewish, too. Yeah, and Jewish. Yeah. yeah. Jewish citizens were barred from university work and other official jobs, and Einstein himself was targeted to be killed. Meanwhile, other European scientists also left regions threatened by Germany and immigrated to the U.S. with concern over Nazi strategies to create an atomic weapon. Did Einstein try submitting his papers on Chinese people? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, hey, I'm with you guys. I'm with you guys. (laughs) After moving, Einstein never went back to his native land. 
It was at Princeton that Einstein would spend the rest of his life working on a unified field theory, an all-embracing paradigm meant to unify the varied laws of physics. Not long after he began his career at Princeton, Einstein expressed an appreciation for American mediocrity and the opportunities people had for free thought, a stark contrast to his own experiences coming of age. I'm sorry, it was not mediocrity, but the laugh that I got from you really um, meant that that's what I was supposed to say. It was meritocracy. Meritocracy. I was like, I know we are mediocre as fuck. As Americans, we are a straight low middle. (laughs) Straight low middle. You should put that on the t-shirt. As Americans, we are a straight low middle. In 1935, Einstein was granted permanent residency in his adopted country and became an American citizen five years later. Oh. During World War II, he worked on Navy-based weapons systems and made big monetary donations to the military by auctioning off manuscripts worth millions. He's like, blow them up, good. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Einstein and the atomic bomb. In 1939, Einstein and fellow physicist Leo Sizzlard wrote to President Franklin D. Roosevelt to alert him of the possibility of a Nazi bomb and to galvanize the United States to create its own nuclear weapons. The U.S. would eventually initiate the Manhattan Project. Though Einstein would not take a direct part in its implementation due to his pacifist and socialist affiliations. Wait, 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 what? What? I know. Doesn't make sense. Einstein was also the recipient of much scrutiny and major distrust from FBI director J. Edgar Hoover. Mm. After learning of the 1945 bombing of Hiroshima, Japan, Einstein became a major player in efforts to curtail usage of the A-bomb. The following year, he and Sizzlard founded the Emergency Committee of Atomic Scientists, and in 1947, via an, via an essay for the Atlantic Monthly, Einstein espoused working with the United Nations to maintain nuclear weapons as a deterrent for conflict. How was he? Oh, sorry. That's what I was wondering. Like, even though he's socialist, maybe he felt like, I have to make this in order to keep peace. But how am I like, how are you going to suggest something be like, I changed my mind? <laughs> Well, no, I think what he's getting at is everybody has to have one. That way nobody uses one on anybody else. Right. But his whole thing was like, Germany's making a bomb. We, we should make a better bomb. Well, yeah, to and, keep Germany under control, right? And then it was like, why did y'all hit Japan with that bomb? <laughs> he was a member of the NAACP. In the late 1940s, Einstein became a member of the NAACP, seeing the parallels between the treatment of Jews in Germany and African Americans in the United States. Jesus Christ. You think him and Jim Jones would have gotten along? Because they're both. <laughs> I don't think Einstein has, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, antisocial tendencies as much as Jim Jones. I don't think he wants power necessarily. I know, but you think. They, they just they want to fight be left for the alone. same causes. I guess so. It's really telling to me, though, that he joined the NAACP because he saw Africans like he saw Nazi victims, mm-hmm. like or African Americans. Like that really tells you, like, oh, how fucking uh, bad it really is in the U.S. Like, during that whole time, if everybody got fucked up, they put all the a shit ton yeah. of Japanese people in camps here. He corresponded with scholar-activist W.E.B. Du Bois, as well as performing artist Paul Robeson and campaign for civil rights calling racism a disease in a 1946 Lincoln University speech. I like that. Time travel and quantum theory. 
After World War II, Einstein continued to work on his unified field theory and key aspects of his general theory of relativity, including time travel, wormholes, black holes, and the origins of the universe. However, he felt isolated in his endeavors since the majority of his colleagues had begun focusing their attention on quantum theory. In the last decade of his life, Einstein, who had always seen himself as a loner, withdrew even further from any sort of spotlight preferring to stay close to Princeton and immerse himself in processing ideas with colleagues. It definitely sounds like an Enneagram vibe. Mm. We'll talk about that more when we do an Enneagram episode at some point ever. <laughs> I'm like, he sounds like Enneagram vibe. I'm like, hmm, what that means? I don't know what that means. <laughs> it, five. Uh, do tell more. <laughs> um, the basic premise is that Enneagram fives feel like the only way to be safe in the world is to know everything. Oh, so essentially they can literally just spend like 12 hours just researching and not having socialization, which a lot of great inventors are Enneagram fives for that reason. Einstein died on April 18th, 1955 at age 76 at the University Medical Center at Princeton. The previous day, while working on a speech to honor Israel's seventh anniversary, Einstein suffered an abdominal aortic aneurysm. He was taken to the hospital for treatment, but refused surgery, believing that he had lived his life and was content to accept his fate. I fuck with that. <laughs> you would. I want to go when I want, he stated at the time. It is tasteless to prolong life artificially. I have done my share. It is time to go. I will do it elegantly. Um, it's very possible that he was an INTP, which you are also. Most INTPs are type fives. So, Einstein's brain. This is really interesting. They part. have his brain. They took it out. So, during Einstein's autopsy, pathologist Thomas Stoltz Harvey removed his brain, reportedly without his family's consent, <laughs> <laughs> for preservation and future study by the doctors of neuroscience. However, during his life, Einstein participated in brain studies, and at least one biography claimed he hoped researchers would study his brain after he died. Einstein's brain is now located at the Princeton University Medical Center. It's Don't we still have there. to go there anyway to go see Phineas? I think so. Since, uh, school. <laughs> in keeping with his wishes, the rest of his body was cremated and the ashes scattered in a secret location. Mm, where do you think that would be? His dad's grave. I think so. No. It's probably some woman. Probably, <laughs> it probably has some something woman. to do with a woman. He's like, take it back to my other cousin. Yeah. In 1999, Canadian scientists who were studying Einstein's brain found that his inferior parietal lobe, the area that processes spatial relationships, 3D visualization, and mathematical thought, was 15% wider than in people who process normal intelligence. Sorry, possess normal intelligence. According to the New York Times, the researchers believe it may help explain why Einstein was so intelligent. He got a big, big brain. Yes. <laughs> Some of his legacy. Since Einstein's death, a veritable mountain of books have been written on, his icon on the iconic thinker's life. Einstein's own words are presented in the collection, The World as I See It. I want that book. I haven't bought it yet, but mm. definitely want it. In 2018, a team of scientists confirmed one aspect of Einstein's general theory of relativity, that the light from a star passing close to a black hole would be stretched to longer wavelengths by the overwhelming gravitational field. Tracking star S2, their measurements indicated that the star's orbital velocity increased to over 25 million kilometers per hour as it neared the supermassive black hole at the center of the galaxy. It's apparent shifting from blue to red as its wavelength stretched to escape the pull of the gravity. 
So we're all going to get sucked into black holes. Basically, that's what that means. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> but we won't be here for that. All right. So let's talk about his potential mental health disorders since there were no actual diagnoses. Did Einstein have dyslexia, dyspraxia, autism, and ADHD? So it was every. I remember, I remember just having him on the list and just mm-hmm. said everything. <laughs> Albert Einstein was the world's best. Oh, I'm sorry. This article is from exceptional, exceptional individuals.com. And it was published on December 20th, 2019. Albert Einstein. We yes. didn't know how good we had it. December 20th, 2019. Uh-huh. <laughs> Albert Einstein was one of the world's best known scientists who won the Nobel prize in physics in 1921 for his services to theoretical physics and discovering the law of the photoelectric effect. Over time, people have questioned if Einstein had dyslexia, dyspraxia, autism, and ADHD, four of the main neurodivergent conditions exceptional individuals provide services for. Oh, this is, I guess they provide services. Hmm. Um, Having all four learning differences is more possible than you might think. This is because dyslexia often can coexist with other learning disabilities like ADHD, autism spectrum disorder, and dyspraxia. Below are some explanations of how he could have had all four. Dyslexia. While Einstein loved mathematics and science, he disliked grammar and had problems with spelling, which could suggest that he had dyslexia. It was falsely claimed that he could not speak until the age of four. But according to Abraham Pace in Subtle is the Lord, the Science and Life of Albert Einstein, Einstein spoke in full sentences between the ages of two and three. Ray Jacobson believes Einstein may have had dyslexia for reasons such as finding it hard to express his thoughts and ideas in writing, learning better in a creative environment, and seeing the world from a unique perspective. So not a lot of evidence for that one, I guess. Mm. Dyspraxia. At the age of 16, Einstein struggled to tie his shoelaces, implying he could have had dyspraxia. He also failed his college examinations. According to the dyspraxic chef, Einstein was thought of as being dyspraxic or having had dyspraxic tendencies. What is dyspraxia? Um, Let me finish reading. (laughs) (laughs) A woman named Philippa on the Dyspraxia Foundation UK website has likened Einstein's quote. Everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. To a child's daily struggle with a developmental coordination disorder. Another term for dyspraxia. Developmental coordination disorder. Mm-hmm. And that has to do with like spatial awareness. Mm-hmm. And that is affected in a lot of people who are neurodivergent. That's why we tend to hit ourselves like running into shit all the we time. run into stuff we hit yeah yeah it's all because our spatial awareness and a lot of times it's um the adhd piece where we're trying to do things too quickly mm. and so that's why we hit things because our brain is moving faster than our body can and then it results in a lag we essentially experience lag all day long that's awesome <laughs> that's just amazing how I brains <laughs> just come out fucked <laughs> i have fucked up so much of my body over my life and you too, right? I've ran into so many walls, yes, corners. Yes, I fucking hit everything. So many bruises on my hips and legs and arms. And I, I fucking hit my head on everything. It's worse when you're tall. Right. And the doorways are the fucking worst. Yes. I always get side swipes. Yes. Side Yes. <laughs> Me too. Same fucking problem. Um, autism Asperger's Syndrome. Michael Fitzgerald, professor of psychiatry at Trinity College in Dublin, believed that Einstein also had Asperger's syndrome, a type of autistic spectrum disorder. 
due to his creativity. Whilst at a conference in London, Fitzgerald said, I'm arguing the genes for autism, Asperger's, and creativity are essentially the same. Yeah. I would kind of go with that because I think it's all a similar spectrum. Especially because it's particularly how you view the world. Right, exactly. Yeah. And in order to think outside the box, you have to be processing differently Mm -hmm. inside your brain. Autism expert Simon Baron Cohen also believes that Einstein suffered from Asperger's syndrome, which made him socially awkward. ADHD. Experts believe that Einstein had ADHD because he was as disorganized and forgetful as he was insightful and intelligent. If that sentence don't describe me. Disorganized <laughs> and forgetful as he was insightful, insightful and, intelligent. and intelligent. And I feel like if that's the case, that just makes you a whole middle man. <laughs> it balances out. It does. Uh, not really. Other traits he was known to have included inattention by being frequently disciplined at school and college for not paying attention, being rebellious in the way he often opposed his school teachers and college professors, and being impulsive, having several love affairs throughout his life. Yep, mm, yep, check, yeah. check, check. Um, there are other more positive points that suggest Einstein may have had ADHD, such as hyperfocusing by conducting highly complex thought experiments. This is similar to Mac, the girl in the story booth animation about living with ADHD, turning the negativity of her focusing on a crumb on her desk during maths at school into the positivity of noticing small details. Einstein also had exceptional creativity, which led to his theory of general relativity, another trait of ADHD. Did you enjoy learning about Albert Einstein? Do you see yourself in him at all? Is he a piece of you? He, I think sometimes your hair looks alike. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll say when I wake up on the wrong side of bed, I be coming out Einstein. <laughs> Yesterday, I really enjoy reading about people like this um, because I really see myself in them mm-hmm. a lot. The whole dyspraxia, I was like, fuck, fuck yeah, and right? the whole dyslexic thing too. My mom had this theory. She's like, I think I have dyslexia, and I'm like, it's genetic, and we might all. <laughs> Yeah, it's very common. Um, my dyslexia usually comes in like transposing num- numbers mm-hmm. or like I'll read a number, but then I'll type it differently than yes. what I read it. It's still the same number, but it's transposed. Backwards. Yeah. Yeah. But the weird thing is that I've always been incredibly good at spelling. So spelling, mine has more been always been numbers situation. I have issues with both. <laughs> yeah. Even though I'm really good at math. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I got so good at spelling. It, I was just like a savant at it almost though like i was always the number one person in class they used to call me the walking thesaurus and the walking dictionary because i could remember the words and um and i always scored higher on english language arts things than math even Mm -hmm. though i did score high enough on both of them when i took the sats in seventh grade to pass the sats Mm -hmm. um in both sections but my english was like significantly higher my English has always been trash because I don't like writing things because I don't like... I have a hard time conveying myself through writing. I struggle with that too when I'm not medicated. But if you give me coffee or I'm medicated, I could write a five-page paper in an hour. Like, I could really... actually helps me to express myself mm-hmm. um, when I can't get my thoughts out. I have more problems with getting my thoughts out verbally, oh. actually. Um, which is also pretty common with people that are on the spectrum or ADHD. 
So anyway, I thoroughly hope everyone enjoyed learning about Albert Einstein and Albert his theories of relativity Einstein. and that has helped reduce some of the stigma around these neurodivergent issues because without people like him, we wouldn't have a lot of the things we have today, including the wonderful atomic bomb. No. Well, <laughs> see, it's like you take these things and you're just like, let's float. It, is that him being his beautiful mind or him being a man? He's like, we should just blow some shit up. <laughs> Well, I think he probably got targeted. I mean, the government's like, you're extremely smart. You work at Princeton. But he came up to them with the, like, Ger Germany has this bomb. We need to get one, too. Right. So, right. a little bit Which of Which is, I mean, that's what I would do if I was in his position. Now, if nobody had it and it didn't already exist, then I wouldn't bring it up. But that's not true. <laughs> so, I just always have a thing of, like, why did you do this? I'm like, because we could. We didn't think it would go bad. We didn't know it was going to become a bomb. <laughs> Even though we were making a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, we have to blow this thing up so we can understand how black holes work. <laughs> so we just want to create a black hole in downtown LA. In downtown LA. <laughs> <laughs> and just for science. Hey, but it makes for some really cool superhero stories. That's the difference between the sci like the STEM, um, what is it? Categories, because mm -hmm. scientists don't have to have ethics. <laughs> right, yeah, there, there's no ethics committee. There's no code of ethics. <laughs> there's no, you have to, for the greater good of that, are like, we're right. going to do this. No, this is just to understand things. Type five shit, for sure. Right. All right, well, we hope you guys stick around to hear this song from Cousin. And again, you can find him on Spotify. And I guess that's it. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Love you. Bye.
Make it see that 